Welcome everybody once again to the Liberation Frequency, brought to you live from the Elberfield Sonic Workshop in South London. I'm your host, Denis-José Francois, and on the show this week I have with me Imran Mirza. Hello. Dan Collicott. Good evening. And TJ Sutherland. Howdy. Now, a couple of shows back we devoted an entire episode to a discussion about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including the films, TV series, and their connections with the current lines of comic books. However, Marvel isn't the only superhero game in town, so on this episode we're going to shine a spotlight on the other big wearer of brightly coloured spandex, DC, who are also vying for our attention on both the small and big screen as well as the pages of our much beloved comic books. Let's do this. Before we get into the nuts and bolts of today's discussion, I just want to remind listeners that if they want to join the discussion, we are always interested in your opinions, emotional outbursts and points of interest. But how do you get them to us? I hear you ask. Well, you can email us at podcast at liberationfrequency.co.uk or tweet us at LF Magazine or get involved with our Facebook page, Liberation Frequency UK. Go on, do it. You know you want to. So first of all, let's lay it down on the table. What we're talking about here, we're talking about Flash, Arrow, Constantine, Gotham, and then on, on television. We are not, and uh, oh, so really? uh, Supergirl and DC Legends of Tomorrow. We are not talking about Smallville and everything that came before. Hell that is of a different different age. No, are we going to also talk about the upcoming DCU movies? Well, yes, their attempt to make a U. Yeah. So, Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad. That's all we got, really. Oh, uh, yeah, they're going to be doing Green, well, <coughs> doing Green Lantern, Flash... A Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah, Man of Steel was in fact the first one. Yeah, that's kicked know. off. But and I very helpfully <laughs> printed out the list of the DC Slate yeah. movies. Oh, can we see? Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, see uh, well, would you care to read them out for us? Okay. I'll steal your thunder. No, I'm, I might steal your notes, but I'll steal your thunder. <laughs> I, don't, have... I don't think Police Academy was one. I've just seen Batman as Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, okay, so we have uh, Batman vs. Superman due out next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suicide Squad also due out next year. Wonder Woman Solo, 2017. Justice League Part 1, 2017. Mm-hmm. Very soon. Mm-hmm. I find that really surprising. Uh, the Flash uh, in 2018, along with Aquaman. Shazam in 2019. Uh, Justice League Part 2 in 2019. Cyborg in 2020 and Green Lantern Solo in 2020 as well. So, can I just give my initial feeling about that list? Yeah. They've only done that in response to Marvel. Yeah. If Marvel yeah. hadn't done their roadmap, DC would not have done this roadmap. Yeah. And the whole time it's felt like DC scrambling playing to play catch, catch up. up. Yeah. I just, there's no way we can discuss this without discussing Marvel. No. Because no. It's, it's a pattern that they're trying to emulate. Yeah. instantly it's yeah. everything that, that's why it feels so incredibly rushed and the first thing I think that they've kind of fallen down on I say fallen down because I'm potentially judging too harshly but with Marvel they currently have their huge slate of movies they have three TV shows all tied in seven seven TV shows yeah okay well I was thinking seven shows in eleven movies Agent Carter Daredevil and uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. yes and uh uh, so Agent Carter, Daredevil, Daredevil Jessica Shields, Jessica Jones. Right, coming, yes. Oh, right. Right. Sure, right. Yeah, in terms of, sorry, that are currently aired. So it's, oh, right. uh, it's Agent oh, right. Carter, sorry, yes. And then there's the big Defenders show oh, yeah. that they're coming. But all three of those shows tie into that universe as well. Yeah. According to this, we're going to have a TV flash and a film flash. Yeah, and that's that's something that I think is their biggest <coughs> their biggest failure is because they've established some really strong TV shows in Arrow and Flash, and they've got some and they've, done, some, and they've established they've a crossover which yeah. no one's really done on yeah. TV. They've got really good crossover going. I think, yeah. in fact, I think Daredevil aside, I think the DC shows are probably stronger than the Marvel shows for me, anyway. Um, although you might disagree because I don't know, I don't know. We'll get to that. But yeah, anyway. But yeah, anyway, but, um, but yeah and, I, and I think they're missing a real trick by not utilizing some of that power and some of the fan base to cross up, cross over more into what they're doing in the films because they're going to have a new Flash. I think I don't know if Green Arrow is supposed to be a popping up in one of the Justice League films. I can't remember. What but, you mean, Stephen Amell? Steve, yeah, the. Yeah, the Good, good that would be very hard for them to do without acknowledging the rest of your yeah, yeah. well the, yeah that, I don't that's, think they're going to do that I yeah and I, I think you know it's just a, it's just a bit of a shame that there's not more of a because um, I think I think that's the problem isn't it yeah because the main with the main characters 
you also have numerous other huge um, DC characters, such as the the next um, Daredevil series mm. is going to have. Oh, hang on, that's Marvel, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, listeners, I'd just like to apologise for the non-expert at the table. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. We're not talking about horror. We're not talking about UFOs and sci-fi conspiracies. <laughs> We're just talking about regular television struggling. that we've all grown up with from childhood. God. Okay, fine. Damn it. <laughs> I'm not going to cut that out. <laughs> you deserve to be publicly humiliated. Okay. All right, better better example is Deadshot in Arrow. Yeah. You've got Deadshot in Arrow, and obviously you've got then... Well, that is a great Sue example. Yeah. Yeah. That is a great example. Why have they made it a different person from from the film to the... Because they want to have Will Smith in the role yeah. of the film. And I think it's just about that's... Names yeah, it? and that's, I think, again, I think that's where... So, I, I think... I'm not sure this applies to Marvel as much, but so mistake number one, right? If you're going to make a long-running cinematic series, you need to have actors in it that can go the entire length of the way, unless you're making disposable characters, because you need to have actors that are going to be in it for a 10-year run. Now, granted, Robert Downey Jr. has been doing the Iron Man role for quite a while. I'm sure he's enjoying the cash coming in from it. But uh, unless they're going to kill off Deadshot, um, you know, can they can the same be saved for Will Smith or for any of the? I, sorry, I was going to say. I wonder if they they've kind of by accident. I think have they done this thing backwards? Because when Marvel did it, they did Iron Man, and then they kind of built the films around that, and then they did the TV show, and then the TV shows have kind of filtered out from the films. Mm-hmm. Whereas in DC's case, you got you know Arrow, um, <clears throat> the Flash, they've done really well, really strong, and then now suddenly the DC movies are kind of coming after the TV shows and then so that's why they've had to do that disconnect or, or are we mistakenly thinking that they're trying to combine the two because DC have always no, no, made the, TV the, shows of their no they're, no they're definitely not they've said that right. two, the TV shows are but we're talking separate. about it as if that's a mistake that they're not but DC have always made TV shows yeah. there's always been a DC TV show of some kind I mean look how many different mm. Batman series there have been whether they're cartoons or whether they are live action, Birds of Prey, well, yeah, for they're, instance, they're, or Smallville. Yeah, they're animated. Smallville ran for 10 so. years. Yeah. You know? Birds of Prey was live action. You know, I've still not seen that yet. Well, I guess most people, most people wouldn't. The Flash from the 90s. They've yeah. always Wonder Woman in the 80s. DC have definitely done more TV series historic, historically yeah, than, than Marvel ever have. So and been more successful at it. They have yeah. been more successful at it, although I would argue they were in simpler TV times. Yeah. I think the problem we have right now... Are you from, dissing Lois and Clark? No, I love Lois and Clark. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, because I've always, I always like the campness of it. Mm. You know, I think um, there, there needs to be a certain amount of humour in in TV superheroes, and that's what I'm getting to. The, the problem we have right now is we're living in a world of Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad and The Wire and those kind of TV shows, and everybody's really into it. House of Cards, and now we want everything to be that intense, intense yeah. that level, and so then you get something like Shield, and people can't watch it. They don't want to watch it. It's like this is crap. Um, and that extends to Arrow and Flash and stuff. Mm. I think personally, for me, I like I, I watch both of those. But Arrow works. Uh, sorry, Flash works better than Arrow for me, simply because with with Arrow, it's kind of more down to earth and it's meant to be in the real world. So I actually have a lot more trouble believing the bullshit. Mm. Whereas with Flash, <laughs> because you've got you've immediately got superpowers and and weird and whatever, yeah. it's actually easier for me to do that suspension of disbelief. I've already accepted someone can run at the speed of light, mm. so therefore I can I can believe any of the crap they throw at me. Whereas with with Arrow, I find it a lot harder to believe some really really simple things which they don't get past, like. He just stands in the corner of the room with his head turned away, and no one can recognise him. Batman's been getting away with that shit for years. Superman's been getting away with that shit for years. Well, I mean, you know, that's, that's not that's not a new thing to be true, honest. True. Yeah, true. But I think the problem with Arrow is if they wanted to, you know, market that to the HBO audience, so the Breaking Bad audience, they needed to really go make it you know r-rated hmm. like daredevil. daredevil right so daredevil has obviously been made for that for that absolutely. audience yeah, yeah, yeah. but arrow just didn't quite go far enough whereas flash didn't really try and be as serious yeah see i think there's I think, a number of complexities involved though for what i think if you take a step back 
and I know not many people agree with me on this, but if you take a step back and you look at the bigger picture of what the actual IP is, right? It's a lot harder for DC and Warner Brothers to turn Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman into dark, murderous, killer characters um, than it is for Marvel to take and do that with any of their characters. Superman has been around since 1938. You know, he is one of the most well-known figures globally, an icon to kids. I mean, for heaven's sake, he used to appear in quit-smoking ads in the UK and mm. in America in, in the 80s. He's that level of icon. It's very hard to take that. Can you imagine the board meetings where people say, all right, well, we're going to have Superman kill a few people? No, you're not. Well, Superman would never have to be that person. Superman, the essence of Superman is that he isn't that person, but that doesn't mean he can't live in that world where that's what happens. No, true, but, that, but it does make storytelling in that environment quite hard. But they have the same problem with Batman as well. So recently, the most recent, is it Arkham Knight? Is, uh, is it an 18 or 15 certificate game? Uh, Arkham Knight's 15. Now, I heard a discussion on um, one of our other friend podcasts, The Geeks in the Cuts, Respect to the Geeks, and uh, I'm going to quote Barry here. They were talking about how uh, how can you have a series of games where all the rest of them have been family rated, and then now you've got one which is like 15 rated. That doesn't that's weird, isn't it? What what are you telling? What message are you sending to kids there? It, it, it's a, it feels very confused. Is this a family character or not? Hmm. You know, it's like you wouldn't make a series of U-rated films and make the fourth one in the series eighteen. Only. What, what specifically has pushed that rating to that point? I don't know. It, of it wasn't. Well. Yeah, it would be the level of violence. I'm um, playing that game now, and it doesn't seem. No, like but, but look, but the, ra- the, the rating's different, and to us as adults, it doesn't matter. But think there must, of it, there think must of just it, be something in it that pushed yeah. it. Above. Think of it from a child's point. Think of it from a child's point of view, and they've done that, and there has been a little bit of backlash about it. Not much, not that much, I don't think. Yeah. A little bit, but that's the kind of problem that DC have with those characters that Marvel actually doesn't have. But then they so, had yeah. talking about Superman not killing him, and they had him kill someone in the last film. And I wonder Which if that, yeah, mm. and I wonder if that was a bit of a we're going to try and make him not dark, but we're going to have him do something that you wouldn't expect him to do to try yeah. and give him that level of edge that you know that could be a sign of things to come. Of not in terms of yeah, they're not suddenly going to make him go around and start okay. killing people off. But it's you know I wonder if they if they've done that to kind of give it that. It's popular I'm, to make things a bit more intense. I'm going to call it now, right? Yeah. I bet you, and I will, I will stand corrected if I'm wrong, but I bet you it's a red kryptonite story. <laughs> um, yeah. I bet it's a red kryptonite story. Any situation where Superman's bad, it's a red kryptonite story. But hang on. But then, well, no, but he was just, but then the way he killed. No, 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 I mean in the coming movie. Oh, in the coming movie. We've seen the premise, right? Yeah. But the whole premise of why Batman is after Superman and there's so much controversy in the film is because he's levelled half of a city in his fight with Zod it was the first time yeah he's taken out one of the Wayne Enterprises buildings kills off a lot of Bruce Wayne staff so Bruce Wayne's like um what the fuck's going on is that true so I I didn't know that so So, in in that so you've seen, so you seen the trailer. So, my, so yeah. my question to that... I didn't know he'd killed is there, anyone. Is there the implications from this that this might actually be? Because in the trailer, it's almost as if he's decided to bring Batman out of retirement. Like, he's had all... That's how the trailer appears. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he, a bit He's a bit older. with a costume. He's a bit older. He's a bit, he's I'm going to have to do this again. It's supposed to be in like his mid-40s. Is this meant to be like the same Batman from the Nolan films then? It's um, not. The it's, or are they try. Are they trying to hint at that? It's not. It's not canon to the Nolan films, but it suggested that this is an older right. Batman. So whether you want to go, well, okay, this is a Batman that was in the Nolan films and he's a bit yeah. older now. Can you I know, just that's, say? That's can I just add in here? I think we mentioned this before, but I do love the quote from uh, Michael Keaton and from uh, what's his name? He played in the Nolan films. What's his uh, name? Um, Bale. Bale, Christian yeah, Bale. Yeah. Apparently, in an interview. Christian, they asked Christian Bale, you know, how he feels about the casting of uh, Ben Affleck, and he said, "Well, you know, I feel a little bit uh, disappointed that I couldn't get to play Batman in this film. I wasn't really done with the role or whatever." And so they asked Michael Keaton a week later what he thought about Christian Bale and Ben Affleck's uh, thing, and, and Michael Keaton said, "It doesn't bother me. I'm Batman." <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant isn't that's true. True. I'm not bothered that I'm Batman so fair enough you know that's uh... but isn't uh, and I'm not an expert you are the expert isn't 
this Batman based on the Mark Miller? No, it's based on the. It will be based on the Frank Miller. Frank Batman. Miller. So, so I need very importantly, I need to say this to the world of geekdom and anyone who's a Batman fan actually would know this and this is the bit that annoys me about this movie the whole premise of this movie is that there is no precedent for this in comics other than one book the only Batman and Superman Batman versus Superman precedent in comics is Mark Miller's Dark Knight Frank Miller's Dark Knight from the 80s which is a what if that's not canon it's not part of the DC universe I was there when you were arguing with Shane about this and Shane claimed there was loads of times Batman and Superman have fought no there are loads of times, not in not, not in the, full not in the story, sixty like. year history yeah. of you know in, a, in the years the histories of comics is always going to be one hero versus another. But the idea that they are opposed, they they generally agree that they have different ways of working. But most of the time, and even in like even if you watch the like the cartoons that are currently on TV, they're actually best friends. Yeah, uh, they have much respect Wayne for each other. The, the, so. the big three: Bruce Wayne, uh, uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. They're the only ones who really know each other's. IDs. There was a series. Uh, there was a brief point in comics where they sort of all fell out over something, um, and they did. They they agreed to go their, their separate ways for a while. I think it's because they didn't split the check. Uh, Domino. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but no, they're they're friends, you know, and they always have been. They just work in different ways, and I, and it kind of annoys me that they would portray it any other way. But that's just the that's just the comic. Note. But you analyse the trait in the in the film you talk about. Film. It, it, you know, it annoys me that they've decided to make Batman versus Superman a thing in in the, when it's not that in the comics. It's, yeah, it isn't. But I think, but I think it's it, in terms of what the story they're trying to tell. Because obviously they're going to do the whole Justice League thing. So I think the way it's going to go is initially they're going to be opposed. And it's this is obviously Batman's first meeting with Superman. Yeah. And I don't know what story was told in the comics of the first time Batman and Superman ever encountered each other. But I'm guessing they didn't really get on. Yeah. Well, comics that would have happened back in the forties and fifties, and I think they were probably just fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, so, how but, you doing? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But, but I totally agree but, with yeah. TJ. It, it's it's a red herring. Yeah, because otherwise, so there is going to be that. That's why I think it's you a wouldn't red have Lex. Story. You wouldn't have <laughs> you wouldn't have Lex Luthor, and you wouldn't have Wonder Woman because in that trailer, if you analyse that trailer, there's a bit where Wonder Woman seems to there's a big force field that explodes around her. Mm. Now, what's happening there? Because it seems to be completely independent from what's going on between Batman They've and They've got Superman. that there for the girls. Also, wasn't, wasn't <laughs> Aquaman supposed to be appearing they did, as well? They did cast him in Flash and they, Cyborg. All the other they cast him Flash as well. Apparently, I've heard internet rumour that there's going to be the hint of the Flash in this, like a red blur at some point. Okay. So... Can we, can we, as a, as a slave, what did everyone actually think of the trailer? The first trailer I thought was just, they picked the wrong moment to bring a trailer out because the only thing anyone was interested at that time was Star Wars. They really was a bad time. And the first trailer just didn't interest me at all. The second one on the other, that seems more interesting. And not even, uh, not I'm even, happy to not watch any more trailers now. Not, oh. Yeah, the thing is, not even exaggerating. I, went, I came into my office the, like, the morning after it had been aired. I asked a couple of people, like, did you see the Batman? And because it was the same time as Star Wars, they were like, what does a Batman suit? <laughs> People genuinely were like, I never, never even knew about it. Yeah. So yeah, it was bad a time. really bad timing to release it then. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested in it, but... I expected more excitement. Yeah. I, well, this is it. I'm not <laughs> li- but you see, I've been let down consistently by DC movies, right? Yeah. The, I'm sorry, but the last... I would like to say the last two, but really the last Batman film, the Nolan film, was a bit of a letdown. Mm. It wasn't a it wasn't a great film. It was just a meh film. Mm. The last Superman, the Brian Singer one, meh. Mm, yeah. You know, it, and and that's been constant with DC. Have failed the Green Lantern. Oh, 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 oh have, Man of Steel. Have interest. Man of Steel. Yes, that was okay. That mm. was okay, right? But they basically failed to produce the boxes. Where Marvel is just like hit after hit after hit. Mm. Right? We all seen uh, Ant Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah and even that man, that was all right. Really, you know what I mean? No, Ant-Man really was good. awesome. It was yeah, great, great really. film. You've seen it. And I had, I had, had a, I had a, I know we're not to do Marvel, but very quickly, I had a really good, I had a really um, good feeling about the Ant-Man film because a lot of people when they saw the the first trailers were a bit like uh, Ant-Man didn't really get the character. And I thought it was going to be as good as it was, and it, right. it actually was better. Than so actually, now we've just stopped on Ant-Man. I would like to come back to the TV series, yes, right, the, the DC TV series because I think. One of the big mistakes DC have made, just as a pattern of failures they're setting themselves up for, has been with the Atom. 
Right now, yeah, in right. right, the Atom is another classically old DC character. I'm not sure from whence he hails, but I'm pretty sure it's it's earlier than than uh, Atom. One of the big things with DC is that most of the main DC characters are much older than Marvel characters. They've been around. You mean them. earlier than Batman? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. So then, then you know, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Green Lantern they've all been around yeah. pre-Marvel and stuff. Um, which is, I think, one of the problems DC has with them. They're just much better known. You know, most of the Marvel characters are kind of unknown to people. Mm. Now, in the TV series Flash and Arrow, we all seen, are we all up to date on Flash and Arrow? Do you watch any of Flash and Arrow? No, I've seen nothing. Flash and Arrow? I'm well up to date. Well, you are. Whoa. You are completely um, up to date. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, not up to date, but so, enough to know he looks like Iron Man. Well, in Flash, they introduce Ray Palmer as a billionaire guy who takes over. Who takes over? Invents a suit. Yeah, that sounds familiar. And I guess right, exactly. (laughs) But this is not who he is in the comics. He doesn't invent a suit, right? Um, And they start off from the beginning. They show him doing miniaturization stuff, right? But his suit never does that in 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 the TV series. Not at all. It flies around. It blasts bolts and stuff. It has that six million dollar man little thing that they put in it, which I thought was quite clever. Um, but now they've left it so long now now that the Ant-Man films come out when they actually get him to shrink which is what he always has done in the comics it's just going to look like they're copying Marvel and do you know when the miniaturisation thing is going to happen or do you know what the trigger for that is I'm not sure but it's in the DC is it in the last episode is it the last episode of Arrow what in season 4 yeah Really? They're going to wait that long? No, no, no. Not, no, sorry. The season that just aired. Yeah. The last episode of that. Do you remember what happened right at the very end? Okay. We might okay. have to talk about Yeah, I'll talk about it after I'm going to spoil it for everyone else. Him. But the miniaturisation uh, happens in the trailer that you showed me. The... Where you alerted me to. Well, the DC... The Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, so for the people listening yeah. that don't know, there is a series coming out next year called DC Legends of Tomorrow which is you've described it as is this the DC's Avengers <laughs> it would be more, it's more it like the awesome. Super Friends or the Justice League to be honest ah. because I said more like Suicide Squad to well, Squad. well it's, it's most of the characters are in the Justice League Firestorm Canary what? Arrow Captain, Flash Captain Cole. no those two not those two no, no, they're not. No, no, they're not. They're but I was kind of thinking more. Hawk than, Girl, than all of those, all of those characters are in the Justice League. Yeah, except well, Captain Cold and Katana's yeah. in there. But they're well. bad guys, so that's what you. That's mean, that's kind yeah. of where I was drawing the comparison. But then I suppose Suicide Squad's all villains. So yeah, yeah. yeah. or people and, with dubious characters. And I have to ask about that. What? Which do you prefer the the bat the last the second Batman versus Superman trailer or the Suicide Squad trailer? The Batman versus Superman trailer. I've got no. I, do you know what? I really don't have much invested in the Suicide Squad. I'm just. It doesn't do anything for me. It seemed like a really unusual in terms of an order of films. I would have thought that would have been like a Phase Two movie. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't I don't feel like. Why it's you think it would come but it after, looks great. after Justice? Yes, yeah, exactly. Think, yeah. I mean, they've all been captured, basically, as I, opposed to. Yeah. Uh, think, yeah. Why do you start off with them yeah, they're, exactly. if they're all captured? A byproduct, yeah, a byproduct of another film. And the, the, yeah, the, and the thing is, the Suicide, the, <laughs> the, the suicide Squad there. has already come up in the DCU, or yeah. in the TV shows anyway, because so, they kind of hinted at it. But it, I mean, it's come up more, it's come up, it, it, it came up in um, it's come up Smallville as well, didn't it? Oh, did it? I think so. There's an Amanda Waller character in Smallville, I'm pretty sure, yeah, at one point. Didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love I the trailer, and I'm yeah. really looking forward to it, but like you say, I think the timing of it, is a bit odd in terms of the... But it has to fit their... in, I guess, in terms of they have their structure. It must yeah. fit in. It's just, at this point, I don't get... It just, it's, yeah, it's yeah, well, yeah. well, I know Batman's going to be in Suicide Squad yeah, yeah. chasing down the Joker in a couple of times. Harley so. Quinn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Harley Quinn, so... But I'm, 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 I'm keen to... Affleck as a Batman. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, and, he's, and he's going to be... Uh, apparently directing is it on the slate? Oh, no, the uh, solo Batman film. The solo Batman film. No, apparently he's going to be writing and directing that. But the Suicide Squad trailer doesn't even I mean doesn't even really hint at a plot apart from the fact that they're all cobbled together. Because they don't have huh. one. They don't yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably not. <laughs> I mean at least it's just a the, bunch of stuff that happens. At least the Batman versus Superman, you know, it, it follows uh, Man of Steel. You can immediately sense what Superman, uh, sorry, Batman's beef is with Superman. Mm. There is that, but then I think the part, 
thing that I think they're missing with the Suicide Squad is that no one, apart from the Joker, no one really knows those characters. Maybe Harley Quinn. So, oh, no, or maybe, don't, maybe don't, Harley Quinn. Don't underestimate Harley Quinn. the impact of the okay, games. Sorry, no, when yeah. I say they don't know those characters, they're not as widely recognisable. No, you're right, they're not as, as widely yeah. recognisable. No. So Killer, Killer Croc, so, yeah. there's a few of them are. Yeah. Yeah, but, I think, but I think, yeah. like, in terms of just trying to <clears> hit a bit of impact, I think that's why they didn't try and tell a story with it. They were just like, bang, 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 look at it, yeah. So... And Maithal Smith's in it as well. I mean, he normally is the top billing name in any movie. Well, and this maybe, is, maybe he, hasn't done anything, he hasn't done anything big in a while. Really. I know, he's had a few misses, I really guess. And it, maybe Ensemble is kind of what he thought was the safe bet. But in terms of inserting a, an actor of Will Smith's name into either Marvel or DC Universe, Deadshot is like, oh... doesn't seem like... I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have thought that's where he'd, he'd sort of end up. But, but and maybe, the, maybe he's just trying to get on the... Um, the comic book gravy train and everyone yeah, else. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, it does feel a bit like that. was that, the thing that was available. Yeah. yeah. Um, the most inspired casting is oh, the guy who played Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, as Le- um, as Jesse, oh, as, Jesse. Uh, as Lex Luthor. As Lex Luthor. Yeah. yeah, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, Eisenberg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that 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 looks inspired. Oh, he had, he very much underwhelmed me in his really. I, yeah, I, Ben just, Affleck just, came off. Incredible, yeah, yeah he did I come off good, I, but, but just, just the line that really kind of almost the red 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 red. <laughs> I hate that. Bit. I, I, love, I love it. I actually find myself quoting that. Actually, quite like that. Yeah. Um, so it just it just I'm doesn't saying fit. That actually, I think it, it doesn't fit the tone. It just sits beautifully on top of everything. Mm, it's yeah. to really undermine it. It's. I think um, I think my favourite bit of casting is um, oh, the girl who's, Margot Robbie. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Everyone, she does come off amazing in that. But she looks she's... as though she's going to be completely bonkers. Yeah, she should be. And um, yeah, can't look forward to that performance. What, what about the the Joker? What about Jared Leto? Uh, um, everyone will be comparing it to the previous Joker, but then everyone was comparing him yeah, to the previous, previous Joker. Joker. Yeah, that's. Uh, I uh, think uh, is, uh, can uh, I just say this? I know everybody loved that last portrayal of the Joker in the Christopher Nolan film, but the Joker is a kind of character like the Riddler, which you can do a lot with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, you can I'm wondering it. if it's. There's a lot Easy of for an actor to do something with that because he's crazy and you know with the makeup and everything you can just do some really. Well, the thing is, going back to um, like when Chuck, the Joker was first introduced in the comics, he was you know the Clown Prince of Crime and he first came through and he was quite funny and jokey and then he went a bit mental and killed Robin and you know the many different guys of the Joker mm-hmm. gives like you were saying an actor so many different ways they can play the character. So you know, so I think. And like you're saying, like the Riddler as well, you can play him crazy, you can play him like funny, you can yeah. play him psychotic, you can, you know, so many different ways you can do it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not taking too much from that tiny snippet of what we saw um, in terms of how he's going to play the character. I'm gonna, I'm interested to see how he's going to do it though. Yeah, that I mean, is something. I love that's... him as an actor. I'm willing to give him a chance. Yeah. But when you're saying coming back to what you're saying about the Riddler, mm. one of the one of the best portrayals because I think we we ought to talk about Gotham absolutely is the Riddler in Gotham and actually just watching the, the genesis and yeah. development of his character and I know a lot of people are not that sold on Gotham there are some elements of it which are, are a bit lame and a bit weak but there's some really nice cameos of characters before they became hmm. what we know and potentially love them as now especially villains hmm. that is in that show which are really spot on None of that stuff's canon with the DC TV shows, though, yeah, is it? What, Gotham? Yeah. No, Gotham is, uh, supposedly, because you've got... There's at least one character that carries through to Arrow. It's the same actor, isn't it? Um, I've not, now, I've not seen Gotham other than the Character or actor? Really? A character. There is one... Uh, who is it? I believe they're, 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 trying, they're trying to connect it. But wouldn't Gotham be like... 20 years kind of before? Yeah, there's one... Uh, who is it? I might Even be very mistaken. It's still set in the current there time. There is one but... character... There's one actor that played that's in both, and he is effectively playing the same character in both. That doesn't make a lick of sense. Um, I might be very mistaken really about that. I apologise to anyone if I'm talking through oh, my eyes. Hey, well, interesting. <laughs> You're not. Um, oh, you son. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I found. Then, I'm, 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 isn't it? I can't remember. Well, I found the headline: the odd story behind Arrow and Gotham's accidental crossover. 
accidental. It's the same actor and effectively the same character. But unfortunately... So, well, then I yeah. suppose there's no reason why, in theory, you could have Gotham is set, I don't know, 20, yeah, 20, do, 20 years prior to the events happening. You can certainly do it with Flash because of the time have, travel stuff in Flash. Yeah, well, that's going yeah, to go It seems to be the Flash they're talking about. So maybe I was not. It's, it's, it's Gotham and Flash, I think. That, that maybe then that crossover mm. but, now, but then they're going to cross over Constantine and Arrow because you know Constantine, Constantine got cancelled now I've not seen any of Constantine but apparently in season 4 about 4 or 5 episodes in the guy who plays Constantine as Constantine will be an Arrow I'm really chuffed about that so, actually so they, they're, they're going to maintain that so and I think they're, they're going to um, they're going to have uh, more of the kind of and I have, I have an inkling of what that is going to involve Constantine coming back because in Legend now that I'll, I'll end up ruining Arrow for you. No, 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 it's all right. Do it, do it, yeah. do it, do it. So, you know... We're talking about White Canary, aren't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. So that, I think, is how the Constantine character is going to be involved in that because there's going to be a resurrection uh, type plot. Okay. So has anyone here actually seen Well, I don't know. Well, wait, wait, yeah, just, just a second, just a second. No, all not necessarily, because there's enough resurrection already going on in Arrow that you don't need any more. There's the Lazarus, Lazarus pit, pit stuff. Oh, okay. and not, even that, not even the Lazarus pit stuff. There's Lazarus just there's just um, what's his name being being with some herbs and spices. Talking about Razal Ghul. No, no, the no, no. The, the, China, the the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but remember, she's yeah. been dead for a year. Right. About yeah, about a year now. So there's a level. Well, that's, she and, died about a year ago. Yeah, she died about a year. So uh, yeah, the Lazarus pit only can't resuscitate someone that's been dead for a, a very long period of time it, it, even the Lazarus pit has its own limitations okay but then there's the J- Japanese woman so, with her 22 herbs and spices that you can just sprinkle on she's not making fried chicken don't they does everything doesn't make fried chicken when I'm hungry it does when I'm hungry it does <laughs> I know where I'm going after him <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, uh, this so podcast is sponsored by Chicken Cottage. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's how I think that character's gonna come into it. And I also think it's a little bit of a test because I've been hearing rumors that is it NBC who do Arrow? No, no it's a CW. Isn't it? C, uh, CW. Apparently, um, they're using this as a bit of a testing ground to see how well the characters received. With a possible well, I think that's part of the game, isn't it? You know, yeah. let's see which characters turn out to be popular. Yeah, and, and then they could that, possibly bring Constantine over. To you know, I'm pretty sure the character of Felicity Smoke wouldn't have as big a role in the second season if she wasn't so hugely pop popular. Yeah. And again, I'm going to quote from from the geeks here, uh, Barry and Dave. I agree with them completely. I, I wish that they had not turned Felicity Smoke into it's a love, love interest. interest. Yeah. She was that. great the way she was. Yeah, in that, I agree in that. With that. But it's like every woman in the DC universe becomes a love interest for someone. Well, every woman that's been in Arrow is pretty much wanting to shag Arrow. Or oh, he's from, wanting to shag them. Apart from his sister. You know. Which so, will probably happen next season. Ah, uh, she annoys me. <laughs> I have to, she's less annoying. She is less annoying in, in the second season. Uh, that she was in the, on the third season she was in the, in the it's first she wasn't there it's because she's <laughs> a <laughs> character from the it's like oh get out you know still would that so what do we oh, think what do we think of um, very attractive what do we think of John Barrowman in the role really good yeah I really enjoy him in the role actually yeah he's really really good he is quite good he continues to be good all the way through the third season I think what upset me after what's the Doctor Who thing Torchwood. Torchwood. After Torchwood, which was really like mostly yeah. really good, yeah. he then started doing these really awful cabaret and, and he was presenting uh, the yeah, lottery because, but program. That's, that's because but that's, the stuff that, yeah, that's the stuff that he does yeah, no, yeah. No, no, generally. No, 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 totally. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm not saying that wasn't what he did before and that's not his talent, but it's, I don't know, I kind of... It's a bit of a disconnect. It's, hard, it's, it's very disconnect. Yeah. It's hard to see him Did you see like him in that. Desperate Housewives? No, because he's in like he's at the third or fourth series of Desperate Housewives. He's in it for about he's one he's you know that season's you know mysterious physical oh, yeah. time love interests or whatever. Uh, so which is a role that probably suits him quite yeah. well, despite yeah. the fact that uh, he's you know not I don't I don't mind him, I don't mind him being 
<laughs> camp and homosexual because he is in torture. Well, torture and Doctor Who, he's supposed to be bisexual, isn't right. it? Yeah. But I, it just feels much more comfortable if he's in the sci-fi and geek universe right. yeah. than no, he's on, done... on a national lottery show. Right. He's done, no, he's done really well, that. Is that because you're not in touch with your Strictly Come Dancing show like <laughs> TJ and Imran are? <laughs> Clearly not. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> So if you could choose, of out of the DC universe, if you could choose to make a TV series or a film, what would you choose? I, Imran. I, I, that's a great question. Um, I would have thought Batman versus Superman, with the verses being the highlight of the whole thing, as opposed to Batman Superman, would be the dream film. Mm-hmm. I mean, Justice League, of course, but Batman versus Superman is in itself the dream project, and the fact that it's the second film in their slate is kind of impressive. Um, I kind of... Th- I, another one that I... So I'm not giving anything that already isn't already out, but Gotham, in a way, is a dream project. Um, right. You can imagine it being pitched and someone saying, oh, that's a great idea of, like, Chief... of uh, Gordon's days on... As just like a, a lieutenant sort of thing, and that's I, I love Gotham. I think it's worked out very, very well. Um, but yeah, I kind of just pick those. Guys. There's nothing I can think of that that isn't already in the pipeline. TJ, um, I'd like them to do a Green Lantern film justice. Um, it's yeah. it was just really sad what happened with the first one. Um, well, that was and, a serious missing yeah, time. Um, and I also love the fact that Ryan Reynolds just love, enjoys taking the piss out of it now. Well, well the Deadpool trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see them do Green Lantern Justice. Um, also, Constantine as well. I think there was a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah, a lot of potential there. And I think they missed the trick with the Keanu Reeves one. Really? I love that film. I know I enjoyed it, but. But if you're a Constantine... Yeah, taking the Constantine bit outside of it, if it had been John Smith, you know, zombie killer or whatever it was, mm. um, I would have I would enjoyed the film anyway. But in terms of it being Constantine, yeah. I think it kind of missed mm. the mark. Um, and I think the TV show had the potential to kind of hit that, but it just needed more time. But obviously it's not going to get that now. So hopefully... Dan, DC... Film or TV series you could see being made? Well, I always wanted something that focused on the Joker and the origins of the Joker. But it seems that another one of, well, one of my favourite graphic novels, and probably one of everyone's favourite graphic novels, The Killing Joke, they potentially are going to make a film of it. Oh, really? Or a TV series, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's been rumoured. But yeah, something that, that solely focused on the Joker and almost like a break almost like Breaking Bad but with Joker because mm. obviously there are so many different theories to his his that origins became, yeah. see I, I think there's a lot of stuff in the DC Universe that's very good that could be done such as but they're normally not the main characters so I'd like to see, I'm interested that for instance they don't have the Martian Manhunter John oh, Johns yes. on any of those lists. I guess that might be a very difficult character to do. Because well, they're not doing, they're not going down the alien route right. just outside of Superman, obviously. Yeah. But they're and not, they're not going down that space travel type. Yeah, and then, but then, shit. then you've got the Green Lantern Corps as well. There's lots of stories to be told there. Yeah. Um, the Legion of Superheroes and the Teen Titans. You yeah. know, but what would really one of my favourite DC uh, graphic novels hmm. uh, was a Poison Ivy. Okay. graphic novel which is absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. and the whole Swamp Thing mm-hmm. saga as by Alan Moore but I'm not sure you could turn Swamp Thing into a meaningful TV show yeah. or, or or film because it's all in the head of a monster there's no way of communicating yeah. and I think that would be incredibly hard mm-hmm. to, to get across um, let us not forget that Watchmen is a DC mm-hmm. product yeah. Actually, although it's not connected to anything, mm. um, DC have the advantage of having a lot of the best comics under their belt. I mean, when, I, when you compare DC and the Marvel universe, if you talk about individual brilliant works of comic literature, you're nearly always talking about DC comics. Because if you ask anyone to name their best graphic novels, it's going to be Watchmen, it's going to be Dark Knight, it's going to be Killing Joke, it'll be stuff like Poison Ivy, Swamp Thing miniseries. Um, they're nearly all written by either Alan Moore, Frank Miller, 
Hellblazer. Hellblazer. They're all DC titles. Yeah, Sandman. They're all DC titles. And you you never hear anyone say uh, Secret Wars or Civil War or, you know, House of M and stuff. But if you ask people, (laughs) if if you ask people, you know, who their favorite characters are or what the universe they, they like then they're maybe always going to turn to Marvel and it's, and it's I think for DC that's a struggle they can't capitalise they can't turn that into you know and maybe, but maybe two, but there's two different things you're talking about there you're mm. talking about writers and then you're talking about characters and then the characters almost in Marvel Universe maybe I'm wrong but characters almost overshadow the writers because people that's right. gravitate towards Absolutely. Spider-Man Wolverine the, yeah. you know that kind of whereas, stuff whereas DC they make, like you say they've had amazing writers that have almost overshadowed the characters that they're writing about the characters in the DC universe are ideas and they're quite extreme ones the yeah. Superman the Batman the Wonder Woman and you know you can take those as concepts as ideologies even and do amazing things and really fantastic stories even something like um, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, the Alan Moore Superman story that is probably less one of his lesser known things. It's brilliant. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's absolutely brilliant. The story revolves around Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman going to visit Superman at the Fortress of Solitude for his birthday and bring him a present. And it's actually his birthday's arrival, the anniversary of his arrival on Earth. And what do you bring, what, do you, what kind of present do you bring a guy like that? But when they get there, they find that he's been mind controlled by some alien creature um, and uh, there's two stories in one there's one what's going on in his head where he's back on Krypton and then there's Superman Batman and Wonder Woman trying sorry Robin Batman Robin and sorry Batman Robin and Wonder Woman trying to sort things out it's a brilliantly written story it's really 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 good um, and you could just do so much with all of those mm. So and I think I think because I've obviously revisited the Watchmen universe with is it before the Watchmen? Before Watchmen. I have that on the shelf. I haven't read it. I, I swore I would never read it and then someone bought it for me as a present and I feel really bad because I feel like I should read it now. But so is that a prequel to It's the, the prequel main... to Watchmen. And the reason it's... the reason here's the reason I'm a, I'm a totally total fanboy here. Here's the reason I went, I I I decided I wasn't gonna read it. I read an interview about it more and he was talking about before Watchmen, his feelings on it. And he, and he was like, why would any of these guys who are all great writers, why would they belittle themselves by cashing in this way when they know that whatever they're writing here is kind of meaningless in the context of what he actually wrote? And I don't think he said that to big himself up anymore. It's like writing a sequel to The Godfather. Would you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why would you do that? And he says that any true fan of his work wouldn't read that because they would understand that that is not part of the story. Yeah. And I thought I read that. And I thought you know what I, I kind of agree kind of, with yeah, him really. Yeah. It was unnecessary. Yeah. Why Because it's such a strong story. Yeah, don't I don't need, need to read that. Yeah, yeah. But I think. But I, but I am a little bit curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> surely, yeah. Surely, the nature of comic books, as as you were saying, that yes, the character that's the other side of it. transcends the the fiction. But, the but ah, yes. But this was in a time in the eighties and nineties. What Alan Moore, whether they were trying to do it consciously, they were looking at comics and me as a medium differently from what had come before yeah. and yes there is the idea is you create characters and then other writers write about them but I think what Alan Moore's saying is no you can use this as its own contained medium write a story and leave it be yeah. you don't have to mess with it mm. the way you do with other it's not it doesn't because, have to be yeah. a continuing story because, yeah because then what you read in that will perhaps taint or change your views on oh, what yeah. ha- what happened in his original story yeah I mean the, you know the creator of Superman or Batman might have thought that it's just a luxury I think in comics that you don't have but they didn't though that's the interesting they didn't think that well okay, <laughs> they, yeah. they actually didn't think yeah, that yeah but there, mu- there must be other variations so I'm think, I, I think the argument for that you'd say against Alan Moore is number one you know, you knew what you were getting into in the first place mm. and number two you've been happy to cash in on that yourself so do you know what I mean although he says he's you know he's taken his name off everything and he's not connected to it anymore I bet he's still getting a check for Watchmen I bet I yeah. bet you he's still getting a check for Watchmen yeah. and uh, you know so I mean Rorschach's one of my most favourite anti-heroes why wouldn't I want to read more about it even if of course you would of course chance. and I, and I have to but say what about, I have but, and it was but, not that bad but what about what happens when you take something that's really, really good because this is this is my fear. Highlander two. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but, but why would you do that? Okay, but to answer your question, you said why would they do another Godfather? They did do another one. It won a crap load of Oscars. Yeah. 
No, no, but I mean, why would you do a Godfather prequel? But, well, and why exactly. would you do another one full stop, though? Do you know what I mean? True. Sometimes you do a sequel, Terminator 2, far outweighed, you know, in terms of its success and everything. They did another one. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's a prequel or sequel, it doesn't matter. Why would you do another one? Terminator 2 is, is the star of the, the, the planet, really, isn't it? So, yeah. I think, I think, the, I think the simple thing is sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And with that sort of thing, I can understand your fear because Watchmen was such a great piece of work. And you don't want to taint it with... And, and, and can I just say, more so for me in that, because, you know, I work in film and TV, um, I profess to make, to write comics and do all this other stuff in my spare time. That was very influential to me mm. in how you present a story, how you write a story, you know, how you characterise people. And, it, and, it, and I don't want Rorschach to be ruined. Mm. I don't want... Any of them, like Ozymandias or, or Doctor Manhattan, I don't yeah. want them. You want to, to, you want to, you want to preserve, you know, what, you want to preserve yeah. what's been created in your head already, and yeah. and, and I, I can understand that. But then I can also understand the curiosity of wanting to, you know, like if I can, I'll just bring this very briefly onto Star Wars, right? For someone of my generation, we were always told there would be nine Star Wars films. That's what I grew up waiting for another six movies. Yeah. Right. So when those other movies came, regardless of how they may or may not have been, it was okay. I expected them. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And all right, so maybe they weren't so good, maybe they were better than expected, doesn't matter. They didn't spoil anything for me because I always knew they were coming. Mm. But having grown up with that, I mean, it was like when this, when Frank Miller did a follow-up to Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, sounds, yeah. Not so good. Mm. Maybe he should have just left it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just left it where he was. Yeah. So... And I think, but, there's, I think there's always stuff like like comics or whatever. You, you build up your own thoughts and imaginations of what the character, what brought that character to that point based on what you've read and what you've seen. Yeah. And then to have someone tell you this is what happened, you know, maybe it won't live up to your expectation, maybe it will, but sometimes it is nice to kind of just still live on the imagination of what, yeah. you, what you've dropped down. What yourself. you worked out in your yeah. head at the time, yeah. and, you know. So before we finish up here, a couple more things. Uh, we're looking, still looking at the TV series for DC. There's one that we still haven't spoken about because it hasn't happened yet, and that is Supergirl. Well, it has. Well, there's a TV series isn't out, though. Is it? Has it no. started yet? Oh, okay. No, no, no. They, 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 just, they just leaked. I was a, I was a pilot leaked. It was a leaked pilot. Yeah. Like, so. they leaked the Flash pilot. Like, they, like they leaked oh. it. They didn't leak that. They put it out there to see what the reaction oh, was. Oh, I, I mean, I watched it. I thought it was... A pilot like any other that they put out. There no, I thought I understood it was. Le- I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Yeah, le- I didn't think it was out yet. Right. So no, the series but, isn't out. So. It isn't there till. Now I haven't seen. I've seen the very long trailer for it. The oh, just eight minute one or something. Yeah, I've seen that. So first impression. Have you seen it? I saw the trailer. The like the long. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. So first impressions. Um, not for me. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, poor choice in music. <laughs> Well, I've, I've, You've no, actually I've, seen I've it. Actually seen See, it I, I've been told that that despite the way it looks, apparently the fight sequences are really good. Yeah, I agree. Which with is that. totally contrary to what you, you know. The but it's really good fight me. sequences, and then it's like very sugar coated, almost like. But I think uh, I think a lot of that was came like the trailer. I mean, the the music they used was just. So it was like Sex in the City, maybe, yeah. Wasn't it? And or, it, uh, there you yeah, go. That is exactly how I would call it. It's something. It, it's like a superhero TV show for the Sex in the City audience. That is what it's like. But or or new, new Girl. That was, new girl. Yeah, yeah. that was exactly yeah. how I interpreted it. But then I thought, why not? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, maybe we're not if, the audience. It was, I don't, if, well, I don't think we are. Well, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to watch, watch, watch a few episodes. Hey, I did nine seasons of Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> Why? But, because I'm a Superman <laughs> fan. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I want to give it a go and see. Because I, um, I don't think it's. Is it being tied into Arrow and Flash at all? Or? I don't know. I'm. I, I would be surprised think, if they didn't. But then this whole thing we've spoken about. You know, they should be by now. Yeah. Maybe, but they? yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna it check seems it out. To be, it, it, it is in some way tied into. Man of Steel and Superman. Yeah, well, there's mention of him in the. Yeah, yeah, he 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 kind of sort of appears in it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Well, in the Superman film, um, there is a definite setup for Supergirl in Man of Steel. If you you you, not not a lot of people clocked onto this, but in this in in Man of Steel, when when they go to the fortress of sort, what is the fortress? The crashed ship. 
mm-hmm. in the north, in the Arctic or Antarctic, North Fortress Solitude, and uh, Lois Lane is there, and he, you know, they walk in and stuff, and there is an open, there's an open casket there, right, and no one really stops to think there's an open cryogenic chamber there when she walks in. Who's who does that belong to? It's not Zod. It's not oh, Superman, is it? They're already there, so that can that's another Kryptonian. It's that's that's Kara. And that's so that's what that's what the uh, that's the setup for Supergirl being on Earth. They don't say any more about it other than that little moment they're walking down that corridor, whatever it is, and you see there's an open uh, casket. So there's another Kryptonian loose on Earth. Can I can I summarize? One of the things I like about Man of Steel is that the the, the Easter eggs are really subtle. Yeah, really really subtle. There's all the Lex Corp stuff that's in there. Yeah, yeah, it's very very well done. Can I summarise the, the pilot in like 10 seconds? Yes, you can. Go for it. So basically, it's like this. Oh my God, I've just got these superpowers and I, I just don't get to express them and use them in the real world where, where my, my buddy Clark, he's all over saving the world. And, uh, and then it's... Uh, oh, so hey, I've saved people. I finally get to use my superpowers and... Oh no, bad guys. Oh no, oh no. Bad things are happening. Bad things are happening to me. I'm gonna fight them. And then it's... Oh no! Even though I got these superpowers, I can't actually fight. Oh no, my handbag, my lipstick, I can't fight. I'm just a girl. And then it's... Oh, but now someone close to me got hurt. Oh, suddenly I can fight. I'm hot. I'm a... I'm a... I'm so glad that show. Wow. <laughs> so I think we've covered Supergirl there. Yeah. Very well. So that brings me to the last thing. I just wanted to postulate this, something I've been thinking about, about the differences between the Marvel and DC. And I'm not sure everybody sees this quite the way I do. Partly because I think most people who are into comics, so they, they always say they're either one or the other. They're a Marvel person, a DC person, Marvel person, DC person. And I've always been both. My favourite character is Superman, always has been. My favourite comics uh, have always been a Fantastic Four. Um, don't, let's, we won't talk about the film. <laughs> we won't talk about the film. Have you seen the film? No. But I'm, okay. going, I'm, going to, I'm going to see it. I know it's had 9% on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff, but I'm going to go and see it anyway. Good luck. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, here's the thing. The, in the DC universe of comics, if you read nearly any DC comic, especially since the launch of the, the new 52, right? If you pick up uh, action comics or Batgirl or Superman, they all feel like they're written in the same voice. It's very difficult to read one of those comics and say, oh, this is Grant Morrison. Or, oh, this is whoever else. You know what I mean? Right? It's, it's quite hard because they've, they, they, they've done a good job of homogenizing I suppose is the word yeah. uh, to, uh, of everything and it feels like it's one voice Marvel is the opposite the Marvel studio system uh, creates these little creative pools and if you read for instance Hawkeye My Life as a Weapon and then you read The Avengers and then you read Spider-Man The Ultimates they feel very like different. very different ways of telling stories like Bendis's way of writing is extremely different from you know uh, Mark Miller when he writes you, you know but yet they are all in this one universe mm-hmm. and I think the same things happen on TV if you watch Arrow and you watch Flash and you watch even Smallville they do feel like they are the same writing team they're all yeah. the same level of camp they're all of the, you know you don't quite but if you look at the Marvel stuff it's very hard to believe that Daredevil S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter all the same not world. only are they created by the same studios but theoretically Coulson could show up in Daredevil and Daredevil could show up in Agent Carter mm. apart from the time differences yeah. but they're actually in the same universe and it mirrors the comics really really well and I think Marvel understand the ability to say you know what we're going to take this character we're going to give him this creative team and it's going to be very very dark and it'll be for this audience and then we're going to take this character give them that creative team and that's going to be for kids and they live in the same universe but that doesn't bother us and I think that's one of DC's problems that they trying a bit too hard to make everything work together but then is, and <coughs> is, that, can't. is that a pro- is that a product of the fact that all of uh, DC shows are on network television but that possibly is part of it and they, ha- and they have to maintain a certain level of you know whereas the arrow is probably a little bit darker than the other two but 
they have to maintain a certain level of you know but I think I think whereas Marvel they can kind of get away with it a bit more they can although I think historically Marvel have always been able to do that you know no no in the comics I I agree for instance DC have never had really had a UK division or like Marvel have had offices in other countries writing stories for other countries you know they're quite happy to from what you were saying about like the Arkham games that the fact that if you're, you've created a franchise and you've aimed it at a certain demographic, but now the age has gone up to 15, you said, yeah. right? And, they, and that excludes a certain amount. Mm. For that exact mindset, I'm amazed they've done what they've done with Daredevil. Because Daredevil Mar- is Marvel, Marvel yeah. yeah, in terms of... But Daredevil has never been a kid's, kid's comic. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, would, I watch him, and I, I've yet to see Agent Carter, but I will do, because I'm enamoured by what Marvel have put on screen. And I want to watch everything. Right. Yeah. So if you've got a 15-year-old kid who feels that way, like Ant-Man, I'm not too familiar with the character. Um, I, I didn't go to the cinema to watch it. As soon as it comes on DVD, I'm watching it hmm. just because it ties it's in. Marvel, Marvel it just universe. yeah, because it's so you're, that saying, universe. so you're saying so, that some of the younger generation of Marvel fans will be excluded from what they're doing with the Defender stuff. Uh, well, because yes, of, because of the not tiring. that angle though. It's exactly that. I, like I'm surprised that they made Daredevil the, the way, way they, they did, did because that they would potentially exclude yeah. a certain. See, I see. That, well, so see I was that, surp- that, that is exactly my point. I think Marvel understand that you can't be everything to everyone. Yeah. yeah. Because Daredevil as a comic has never been aimed at a younger mm. audience. Yeah. You know, it's always been grittier. It's about organized crime all the way through do you know what I mean and there was a time when DC addressed that quite well you know there's a classic Green Arrow Green Green, Green Arrow where they address like drug abuse and prostitution and whatever else and but DC seemed to be in this place where they're not they're Mm. unable to do that which is strange given that Marvel is owned by Disney and you'd expect if anything Disney would be the people but I think Disney have just said to Marvel do you know what keep doing what you're doing Mm. we're not going to even going to Interruption well, why because, you, I mean, yeah, because they're, they're, they're smashing it out of the park. So, they are. Yeah, and the only, yeah, because the only other movies that come close are probably owned by Disney anyway. So, Disney, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you think about all the big, you know, how much well, yeah, I was looking at like the whole, someone put, put a picture of like Disney's because they Disney had their expo thing last week where they talk about they're talking about yeah. doing Star Wars World and, and stuff, uh, like. yeah, and um, someone posted a picture of their slate and it's just like pretty much. Every huge film for the next like yeah. five years is going to be a Disney film. Yeah, whether it's from like, the Pixar, film yeah, Pixar, or whether it's from Star Wars, Lucas film, yeah. you know, Marvel. Marvel. It's just ridiculous. And you're just like, wow, the mouse. Even e- even the Muppets. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> people forget that. Yeah, Muppets are Disney Muppets too. There's, yeah. a new, there's a Muppet film coming, isn't there? Another one. Yeah, because like, the last couple have done really well. Yeah, the mouse is making some serious coin. Okay. Another thing that's interesting is that Constantin was canned even though it was generally critically quite well received and it was believed that they kind of got it right. Yeah. Um, but obviously the viewing figures weren't that great. Whereas on the Marvel side of things, Agent Carter, which I actually thought started off really strongly, a lot stronger than S.H.I.E.L.D. did. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D., as we discussed, took ages to get going. Yet that didn't perform very well at all, really low audience numbers. But it feels like... Because, you know, but you know why? Because yeah. of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It feels but like, they, but that's been picked up for a proper series now. Agent Carter. Carter. No, I think they're doing the same, the same, same thing again. They're doing quite a short one, aren't they? Oh yeah, but what I mean is, it's going, it's to, going be, to be, it's, it's going to be more Agent Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But that's what I mean. That the, there is a level of commitment there yeah. which Marvel have, which I don't think. A lot of DC's things kind of seem. What's the word? They just seem to not have. Yeah, disposable. And they yeah. don't seem to have that kind of. Um, they're joined up thinking. Yeah, like it, it seems a bit or... disjointed. That's the one yeah. thing. It, it seems like oh, okay, we'll try this. Oh, that's not worth. We'll try that. Oh, it's not. And it just feels like they like you say, it's that level well, of commitment like, to go to right. Me, we're going to go with this, and we're going to stick with it having, and give it a proper chance. Having only seen the trailer for Supergirl, my feeling, and Miss Gavin said this as well, was that they saw how popular the character of Felicity Smoke was mm. in Arrow. And they decided to see if they could make an entire superhero with that sort of personality. <laughs> I would just say that she's not that oh, much okay. like Felicity Smoke. I totally get where you're coming from because the trailer exactly makes it out to be that. Right. But okay. fortunately, because I also think she's an awesome character, they're not very similar. Yeah. She was an awesome character. I don't like what they've done with her. Yeah, I think making... 
Because the, the man on the laws of that, that stuff where she used to say really awkward things to him about yeah. how hurt he was. And, yeah. and it's, yeah. It's going to be weird to see how that done. Although I know, I know what they're going to do with their character in the next season, though, so... Okay. Interesting. Right, we got to wrap up, folks. Uh, we'll just do a round of big ups. Uh, I'm gonna big up my big brother Peter because he's the one that got me into comics in the first place, um, and he's the reason why I have 52 boxes of comics strewn around different parts of London. 52 what long boxes? Yeah. Wow, that's pre- that's impressive. I'm probably exaggerating a bit. More like 12, but okay. <laughs> 12 is a lot. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, I would like on that subject. I would like to big up Gavin, who's not here, but he recently sorted my twelve long boxes of comics, or our twelve wow. long boxes of comics, and bagged them all, and wow. then got smaller boxes because the long boxes are too heavy to put up in the loft. Yeah. <laughs> I've got basically empty long boxes upstairs. If anybody wants them, um, so uh, yeah, big up yourselves. And that's it. That brings us to the end of another show. We'll see you again in a month or so. Uh, just got one more thing before I go. Where's our steak? <laughs> Where's our steak, TJ? You promised you know what, us I steak. I told the Tesco man to be here for, <laughs> for 10 o'clock. And, it's all right. Yeah. We're going to be passing the Sainsbury's on the way out. <laughs> so with that, uh, I'm off to get some steak, people. I'll speak to you later. Bye. 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 Together, the best of Dan and Race and Fitness and it's going to have that. It's going to have that. It's going to have the story about how he helped the old lady. Yeah, oh, the body, the body slammed the, body slammed the old lady at the bus stop. Oh, it's going to have. TJ t- doesn't know that story. Yeah, story. You're, going to listen, yeah. you're going to listen to our Halloween podcast from a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly one of the worst things moments. The, in thing, my the life. things we're afraid of. You've got to live that. It's one of the funniest moments ever. Amazing. We had to stop and re-record. We were laughing so hard. <laughs>